It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Welcome to Crossover Wednesday. It's another Fun edition here at the Locked On Network. It's week seven. It's the Panthers and the Eagles. So it's the Locked On Panthers-Eagles crossover with your man Bill Rossetti and of Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. Gino, glad to work with you. This is kind of our first time working together. Excited to do this. What's going on, man? Thanks for dropping by with me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure, uh, especially somebody with that uh, vowel at the end of their last name. It's always nice to talk to a <laughs> fellow paisan, as I'd like to say. But yeah, it's it's going great. This is a matchup I've been looking forward to all year. I remember sitting on a plane going to Austin, Texas from Buffalo last year watching the Panthers-Eagles game on Thursday night. And these games are always fun. They always seem to be a, a battle. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, absolutely. These teams, of course, met last season on a Thursday night. It was, <clears throat> excuse me. It was a good battle. You know, both teams, I think both teams were like four and one going into this game. So it was a, a good, good battle of two, of course, two teams that ended up going to the playoffs. So we knew they had a little bit of playoff implications. It was a tight battle all the way through. Of course, the Eagles came out on top and that was in Carolina. This time it's in Philadelphia as the Panthers are visiting the defending Super Bowl champions. I know Eagles fans still love hearing that. Uh, Always. <laughs> so for so for you guys, I'll say it again: the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles are off to a, a little bit of a <clears throat> excuse me, a, a little bit of a slow start, but they're picking it up a little bit. They got back to three and three after a convincing win over the New York Giants. So I'll start I'll start by talking about the Eagles a little bit. You know, kind of. You know, and especially for like the the Panthers fans here, kind of give them an idea of, you know, where the Panth or where the Eagles are, where the Eagles are right now. You know, how they got to where they are. Just, just kind of an idea of where they stand come, going into Sunday's game and what they could look forward to. So yeah, they started the season. Obviously, Carson Wentz was still recovering from that ACL tear he suffered last year against the Rams. That was very unfortunate, but. The first two games, they they were a struggle. They happened to get through Atlanta with Nick Foles at the helm. That was a hard-fought battle. It really replicated the wild card. Yeah, the wild card round. No, divisional round. Excuse me. Sorry, I forgot the Eagles had the number one seed last year. But that division round matchup they had last year with the goal line stand at the end, it was literally the same exact thing that happened this year. They crammed that one out 18-12. They go on the road against a hot Buccaneers team, got really blown out. The score was close. It was a one-score game at the end, but it was not that close. And then Carson Wentz came back. They 
they put a, another hard-fought battle against the Colts, which a lot of us expected that they were going to blow the doors off them. Really didn't work out. Next two weeks, they suffered bad defeats against the Titans and the Vikings. The Titans game, they had three fourth down situations in overtime that they could not hold the Vikings at one point. They had them at fourth and 15, couldn't hold it. Sorry, I said Vikings there. Excuse me. I meant Titans. And Marcus Mariota drove them right down the field. Corey Davis, a last second touchdown. Next weekend against the Vikings, it, it was a mess. There were turnovers all over the board. Carson got hit way too many times. There's a pick six that wasn't really his fault at all. I think they ruled it a fumble when it was all said and done. But once again, they got that score close. And then we also what happened on Thursday night. They really came out and shined against the Giants. I, I know the Giants aren't playing up to the potential of the talent that they have. But Thursday night on the road against a divisional opponent, I don't care what anybody says. Those games are never easy. They really hit their stride, and they took that one 34-13. So going into this week, uh, the offense has a lot of potential that people are really hoping continues to carry over from that last game on Thursday night with 10 days rest. So we're hoping good things for this Sunday. Yeah, it's almost like a, a mini-buy for the Eagles. Of course, the Panthers will be in a, a similar situation in a couple weeks as they'll have their Thursday game in about three weeks, actually, on the road. Not against the division opponent, though. They're going to Pittsburgh to take take on the Steelers. Still be a tough battle, though, especially on a short week. But, you know, the Panthers have certainly had their ups and downs as well this offseason. So for those, you know, for you like Eagles fans that maybe haven't been two up on the Panthers, you know, just a quick summary of them, you know, started off with a, a good defensive stand against the Cowboys, only held them to eight points in a, a 16-8 victory. As we appreciated that, in, uh, Philadelphia that, Eagles nation. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, they really shut down Ezekiel Elliott. He only had about, I think, 65 rushing yards in that game. Uh, stumbled though against the Falcons, 31-14, you know, Tevin Coleman with a, uh, a good rushing effort in place of an injured Devontae Freeman, of course. Uh, as far as the NFC South goes, that's certainly, you know, you hate seeing injuries, but in terms of the division race, it certainly helps the Panthers, and it's obviously a big blow to the Falcons that Devontae Freeman is now on injured reserve. Bounce back in Week 3 with a 31-21 win over the Panthers, and then coming out of the bye, those same Giants, but a lot closer. It was a 33-31 game, and of course... Uh, that was the 63-yard field goal by Graham Gano. So it marked two years in a row, as you Eagles fans know very well, that the Giants have been bit by a 60-plus yarder on the essentially the final play of the game. And yeah, last, you got to feel bad for them. That's so unfortunate, but man, that's why they play the game, right? That's, that's <laughs> right. And then the last week they kind of dropped a bit of an egg, you know, the – is same like the Eagles and Bucks. You know the score was close. They only lost by six, but you know the the offense really was sluggish in the first half. They made a bit of a run, but uh, it was just too little, too late, and they stalled on the final drive and ended up losing to the Redskins, twenty three seventeen. But it's it sets up uh, an intriguing battle, and just like last year, you know both teams coming in with. With solid records, uh, the Panthers, of course, 3-2, three and two, Eagles, 3-3. Three and three. So certainly still some, um, certainly a chance for some playoff ramifications in this one. So let's dive in a little bit now into the Eagles offense. 
like you said, we saw them Thursday night really start to pick up some steam uh, against the Giants. And uh, it's, it's an intriguing matchup with the way the Panthers' defense has been playing. You know, the, the improved play of the secondary as well. You know, I, I know there's been some questions on, on Eric Reid, but I still feel like he's been performing well and is still kind of getting his feet under him in this in this defense. But if you look at this Eagles offense uh, against this Panthers defense, what are some of the, the key matchups we should be looking forward to? And what could kind of could stand out the most in this game? Yeah, I think this is the game that I, I said it to Lou a couple weeks ago. There's two teams that I hate playing. It's the Atlanta Falcons, just because we battle them every single time, and the Carolina Panthers, because as long back as I can remember, these games have always been battles, just because they're two very good, solid defensive teams and two solid offenses. So it's when, when I was looking at it, I, I don't see a lot of mismatches, really. I think it's a very good matchup all the way around the board, but I'll point out three key matchups I'm going to see against our offense on against your defense. Obviously, number one, you can't deny how great Kwan Shore is. He's an absolute stud on that side of the football. And we just replaced our starting left guard, uh, Stefan Wisniewski, with Isaac Sayamalu two weeks ago, who had a rough showing the first couple of drives against the Vikings, but really settled into his own. But he really hasn't faced a perennial all-star such as Kwan Short. So it, it'll be interesting to see how he wreaks havoc on that offensive line. I know you guys run a lot of stunts with your linebackers and you pull your defensive ends a lot. So that'll be very interesting. They've kind of struggled with that this year. So if they don't settle in real early, it could be a long day for Carson Wentz. Uh, moving on, number two, Elshon Jeffrey against – do you think Bradbury is going to be the one that shadows him most of the day just uh, because of the size uh, comparison? I would That's, imagine it's, it's going to be more Bradbury. Yeah, I, th I think – with Dante Jackson's speed, he's probably more suited for someone like Nelson Aguilar or uh, Jordan Matthews. Yeah, so I, I, I like to see Jeffrey really take over against Bradbury. I, I know he didn't have the biggest game last year, but he still managed to walk away with 71 yards on four receptions. So I'm pretty confident with the way he's been playing this year that he could dominate. I know you don't want to hear that, but he's just been playing at an elite level. He's... His release has gotten way better this year. He's been able to separate his his jump ball and adjust this year has been much improved. A lot of people are saying that because he had that torn rotator cuff last year that it hindered him from really generating a lot of acceleration off the line. So now that he's all healed up, he's looking like his old Elshon Jeffrey self. And I really think that could be a matchup that really decides this game. I, I think... It's going to be a close one, and I think Elshon is going to step up in a big moment against a guy who I would say he's a middle-of-the-road guy with James Bradbury. I, I respect what he does, but he's not what Josh Norman was when he was in Carolina, but he's done a serviceable job in my opinion. But I think that on the outside, Jeffrey's going to be shadowed most of the day by Bradbury. I think that's very intriguing to watch. And then number three, Zach Ertz against your coverage linebackers who we not all know how Luke Kinkley is. Hell of a player. Ertz last season, he had two receptions for 18 yards against the Panthers. This year, he's on pace to have 120 catches with over 1,200 yards receiving. So 
with the much improved play of Zach Ertz and a healthy Luke Keekley, I think that's going to be a battle all day long that even if you're not a fan of these two teams, when you go back and look on tape, you're going to say these are two clinical players at their respective position. It's going to be a battle that most people are going to want to tune in to see. Yeah, for sure. And I, th- I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I think those are definitely three really great matchups to look forward to here. Um, I, I like how you mentioned Jeffrey, though, too. I, I got to make this kind of busting joke here. You said he's elite. He hasn't had a 100-yard game, so I, I don't know if he could be considered elite. Can't always go by the, you can't always go by the <laughs> stat book. Yeah. Listen, I, I respect all the, the riders. I just like taking shots at some of them at some point. I'm not going to mention any names, but for oh, we know who Eagles it is. fans you, out there, you, you know exactly know what I'm talking is. about. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but in any event, yeah, I, I really, uh, I, I think it's, I think you hit the nail on the head as, as far as like that offense, as far as the Eagles offense versus the Panthers defense. Those are definitely three really interesting matchups uh, to watch. Uh, we'll we'll get back into talking about the Eagles and the Panthers. You know, we'll, we'll flip over to the Panthers a little bit too in a minute. But before we jump back into it, I gotta take a moment real quick. To thank one of our great sponsors here at the Lockdown Network, of course, and that is my bookie, our good friends over there. Uh, they've been a great support to us at the Lockdown Network, and you know that guys that follow me, you know, I give my picks on Friday. I do my best to pick the winners after you guys, but it usually never goes my way. Sometimes it's because I'm the kiss of death. Sometimes it's just unlucky. I don't know what it is. But, I feel you. I'm the mush. I'm the mush. My Geno's guarantees have been letting people down the last couple weeks, so I completely understand. Listen, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you get in situations where, like, Buffalo beats Tennessee and then they shut up Minnesota. It's like, uh, it, it, it's always frustrating. But Can't guess the NFL. You cannot guess the NFL. But you fans out there, if you want to try and win some money, you got to go to AG because this is not a guess. This is a guarantee. And that's my bookie is your best bet this season. Because, remember, who you're betting with, it, or who you're betting on, excuse me, is just as important as who you're betting with. So that's why we're telling you guys to go to my bookie because they've been in business for years. They have the best player perks online. They have a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, you can bet over-unders on fantasy points. You can just do so much on my bookie, not just with the NFL, but uh, loads of sports and whatever you want to check out, they've got it. So go win some cash today. Uh, remember, when you're setting up your account, use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer where MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. And, of course, if you wait until 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can get an additional $25 on top of your deposit on deposits over $100. You use the promo code Locked On 25 So, again, go to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Promo code locked on, and my bookie will match your deposit up to a thousand dollars in free play. And after 7 p.m., use the promo code locked on 25 and get $25 additional on deposits of over a hundred dollars. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes. It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. 
What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Gene, let's get back into it. Of course, you listen to Gino and Bill on the Panthers-Eagles crossover as we are in week seven. Can you believe it's week seven already, man? This season yeah, is it's, it's flying by. by. It's crazy. I mean, it, it just feels like yesterday we're you know, getting ready for the season opener, and now here we are almost halfway through the season. But let's, let's flip gears a little bit. Let's talk about the Panthers' offense and what we kind of can expect against this Eagles' defense. And, I mean – you know, you mentioned K1 short on the defensive line. Well, obviously the Eagles are just as talented, if not a little more talented, up front. It all starts, of course, with Fletcher Cox. So uh, this offensive line of the Panthers is really going to have to kind of is really going to have to step. They've done a nice job so far, but this is going to be really one of the toughest battles they've had all season, especially the interior of the offensive line, namely guys like Ryan Khalil. Uh, you know, you've got Trey Turner back. He's been back a couple weeks, which is big. But, you know, Ryan Khalil and uh, Greg Van Roten, those guys really have to step up. And then, you know, the pass rush has been pretty productive. Derek Barnett, I think, has started to get better in his second season. Obviously, Brandon Graham in the mix, Chris Long. You know, you've got just a, a whole lot of guys coming at you. So even the bookend tackles, Chris Clark – and uh, Taylor Moten. So in general, really, this entire offensive line, I think, really has their work cut out for him. And even Christian McCaffrey, you know, for as well as he's been running, he really hasn't faced a front. I mean, he, he faced a good front last week against the Redskins, and they held him in check. Uh, this week is going to be just as tough, if not tougher, than what he saw last week against Washington. And, uh, you know, I'm really going to be curious because there's been a lot of talk, too, obviously, about the Eagles' secondary, namely Jalen Mills. So if there's a spot where the Panthers are going to take advantage, I think it's going to be in the passing game. You know, the secondary is a little bit beatable, especially after they lost Rodney McLeod. Um, You know, Corey Graham and Avante Maddox have done what they can to try to fill the void, but, you know, certainly that's been kind of thrusting him to the spotlight and filling pretty big shoes in McLeod. But I'm really going to be interested to see how guys like uh, Devin Funches are involved. You know, can DJ Moore bounce back after what was, you know, a pretty forgettable game? Yeah, he had four catches, but he also had two pretty killer fumbles, especially on the punt return. So this could be a game where, you know, maybe they kind of help him get his confidence back. Um, you know, Jarius Wright could also be in the mix. So this is going to be interesting. Um, what's what's the Eagles' defense? You know, what's kind of their plan of attack here? What what's going to be, or like what's kind of going to be the goal here on that side of the ball for them? 
Yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotions with this defense. It's it's been up and down every single week. The first week I was shouting from the hills saying we should sign Ronald Darby. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He shut down Julio Jones. Then the next five four weeks he literally disappears into the abyss. And then last week he shows up. It's Jim Schwartz has been really hard headed this season in his defensive play calling. He was running a lot of cover three in the middle of the season, which less left them really susceptible to uh, big plays underneath and a lot of big plays over the top because Jalen Mills, for you Carolina Panthers fans, you're going to have a day with this guy, especially with Torrey Smith, who is a guy who faced him a lot in practice this year. He's a kid who has all the confidence in the world, but he was a seventh-round pick. He's very, very susceptible to a double move. He doesn't have the quickest feet. He His hips lock up a lot, so... I wouldn't be shocked to see that offense take advantage of him. But last week they ran a cover two, which really helped them out, uh, especially against Odell and guys that can get free, free releases. Like you don't, you don't want big name receivers getting free releases. So they ran a lot more jam at the line, which really helped them out. And the thing is their defensive line is so good. We're right now they're ranked second in the league in uh, run defense, but they just haven't been able to get there because the back end hasn't been able to cover. But last week against Eli Manning, the the cornerbacks played a press a little more, got their hands on their defenders, were able to lock them down, and the defensive line just went to town. They were all over Eli Manning, and that offensive line was beat up. And I know Carolina's offensive line is beat up, so if if the cornerbacks are able to hold Devin Funches and Torrey Smith in check – uh, it's going to be a little bit of a battle in the slot because our slot corner, Sidney Jones, went out with a hamstring injury in the last game, and they've had to move all sorts of pieces around. Like you mentioned, Corey Grant, he's out with a soft tissue injury. He didn't practice today, so who knows with him. They moved a rookie nickel corner, Avante Maddox, to free safety. So there's a lot of moving parts in our secondary, and I think it's going to be a lot of yards in this game from your offense. But the thing is, can our defensive line get to Cam Newton early? They're going to have to spy him. That'll be an interesting little niche that they have to toss in there. But you mentioned it right off the bat. Fletcher Cox is on pace for a defensive player of the year campaign. Derek Barnett is evolving into one of the better pass rushers on this team. Brandon Graham, he's always solid. You have Michael Bennett, Chris Long. The, The names go on and on. And for an offensive line that isn't, the highest of calibers. I don't want to keep knocking your team, but that's what we have to do in these situations. But I really think that's going to be the deciding factor is who wins in the trenches. And if they played like they did last Thursday, they're coming off a 10 days rest. I really think it could get out of hand quick, especially at home where they're averaging. I think it's just under 13 points a game allowed over the past two seasons that it could get, it could get bad really quick. Yeah. You know, if, if they start off slow, you know, if they have a game like they did last week against the Redskins, yeah, this could get out of hand a little bit because the Redskins, you know, the Eagles offense definitely, at least on paper, much better than the Redskins offense. So I think this is a bit of a, a taller order for the for the Panthers offense. So they really have to get out of the gates quick. They can't afford to have a couple three and outs like they did to start last week. You know, they can't afford to wait until the second half to pick things up in the passing game. It's got to be 
almost immediate. So I'd like to see them get Christian McCaffrey involved more. I'd like to see them maybe get Ian Thomas involved a little bit more. I understand Greg Olson came back, but, you know, Ian Thomas showed that he's capable of catching a few passes. I, you know, I think it'd be neat to kind of go with more of those two tight end sets as well and add just that little bit more of a dynamic to that offense. So I'm you know, really going to be interested to see how they kind of switch things up after what was a, a major disappointment against the Redskins. So with that, I think we'll take one more quick break and then we'll quick talk about um, the other units here and kind of wrap things up. But uh, I want to take a moment to thank another top sponsor here at the Locked On Network, Vivid Seats. Um, Gina, I know you're probably like me. You want to save a little bit of money on uh, sporting event tickets and concert tickets, things like that. Am I right? Oh, yeah, you got it. I mean, me and my girlfriend, we just bought what is it, three pairs of tickets to three different shows in the last three days, I think. So, yeah, I'm always looking to save a little cash in that department. Absolutely. Well, for you Locked On listeners, here's your chance to save a little bit of money because if you haven't tried Vivid Seats yet, now's the best time to do it because with Vivid Seats, you get uh, an experience that lasts a lifetime because Vivid Seats is that ticket marketplace that is dedicated to giving you fans – of live entertainment experiences that last a lifetime with vivid seats listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person they help you find seats to any of your favorite live events including sports and concerts whatever the case may be Uh, they offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience so if you're a new customer and you want to try vivid seats listen up go to vivid seats by going to the app store or google play and downloading the vivid seats app Enter the promo code Locked On at the checkout, and you can get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. And all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So again, go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code Locked On, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So as we kind of finish up here, let's kind of go back to the Eagles a little bit. Let's actually, I mean, we kind of touched a little bit, but, um, you know, you mentioned, you talked about like the, you know, three matchups you were looking forward to. Uh, let's kind of flip it. In in general, what are some of uh, you know? Are there any other key matchups like maybe some defensive players on uh, or excuse me, uh, say a Panthers offensive player against an Eagles defensive player? Just uh, besides the ones you mentioned, any anything you're looking forward to, you know, matchup wise or whatever for Sunday's game? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if he didn't get picked by Carolina. In that draft, he was dead set to come to Philadelphia. I was really disappointed when I heard his name called at eight, but you got a hell of a player in him. 
I know he lines up all over the field. Uh, you, what is what does I see? You guys are fourth in rushing right now, averaging 139.4 yards a game, which is really impressive. I think that's going to be a battle with the fourth-ranked offensive rushing team and the second-ranked defensive rushing team. It's going to be really, really interesting in that department. And then when you swing them out wide, I, I'm really interested to see what the Eagles do matchup-wise because I, I don't know if they're going to drop Malcolm De- Jenkins down in the slot, if they're going to move a cornerback over to him, if they're going to put a, a linebacker on him. I, I think that is one department that you could really take advantage of us. Uh, we run a lot of zones, so if you get him into tight spaces, I know he's really good in yards after the catch. So I think that's one spot you guys could get to us. Uh, on the other side of the ball – when you guys run defense, I already mentioned that, that interior uh, with Kwan Short, that's going to be a really good battle. I know uh, you like to blitz your linebackers and keep them close to the line of scrimmage. So Luke Keekley, the guy is like So it's going to be really intriguing to see what they do to counteract him. If they put more tight ends on the field, we have two really three good receiving tight ends with uh, Zach Ertz, who's on a Hall of Fame pace right now with this season. That uh, Dallas Goddard with our very similar body type to Zach Ertz. Six. Catch anything that's in his hands. Highlight reel catches. You could check him out at, uh, where was he, South Dakota State last year. His highlight reel is unbelievable. And then this kid, Josh Perkins, who was in camp, he floated around, but first couple weeks they really got him involved in the passing game so they might run a lot of 12 and 13 personnel which they've been really successful with so I think this is the biggest battle I'm looking forward to matchup wise all season because each team's strength seems to counter I don't know if we lost Gino there oh can you hear me oh we got it okay we're good Oh, sorry. I apologize for that. Yeah, but if you didn't hear what I last said, I think this is matchup-wise all the way around. This is going to be a very good game. I, like I said, I think your strengths match up well against our weaknesses, and our strengths match up well against your weaknesses. So I think it's going to be a really good battle. I'm going to give the edge to Philadelphia just because it's at home. Carolina's coming off a tough loss against a Washington team that really doesn't excite me. They've been nothing more but average in my eyes. Uh, but I think the way the Eagles offense played last week, I think they're going to con- continue to push the ball down the opposing teams through. And I think the defense at home is just really unstoppable at this point. And I think it could 27-14, 27-17, somewhere around there. Should be a good game for most of the game, though, I expect. I think one matchup I'm – really intrigued to as well is um well first of all it kind of depends i mean either way but it's obviously going to be interesting to see who gets to start a left tackle if jason peters is going to be well enough to go or if it's going to be vitai but either way he did practice today just just so you know they, there you go so that's a, a good sign for peters um either way whoever whoever's out there uh against that panthers pass rush because we know uh, especially if it's a guy like Julius Peppers, who's usually kind of on that side anyway. So so Peters against Peppers, you know, veteran against veteran. Uh, those are always fun matchups. Uh, he might see a little bit of Addison. He might see a little bit of uh, – even a little bit of F.A. Obata, who's really, really improved over the last couple of weeks uh, in his first – his 
especially with this being his first season with the active roster. So, you know, we, we talked about how you said the, you know, the Eagles really have to get to Cam Newton. Well, I think on the flip side as well, this is going to be about the Panthers trying to get to Carson Wentz and really taking advantage of, especially that left side of the line, because, you know, like you mentioned, there has been that little bit of a carousel at left guard. You know, you start with Stefan Wisniewski, now you have Isaac Ciamalo. Well, how do those guys, how does, Jason, how does Jason Peters, who's coming up you know, battling this injury, how do they handle these people climbing the defensive ends of the Carolina Panthers? So I think that's really going to be, at least for me, you know, especially outside of what we've already talked about, that to me is going to be one of the, the more intriguing games. But I'm with you. I think the extra couple days off uh, and the way that, that the, Eagles def- or the Eagles offense has picked up, you know, yeah, again, it was the Giants. But like you said, it was a division game. It was on the road. By the way, the Eagles were the first first team to win this season as a road team on Thursday night. So there's... You know, I I remember remember just kind of thinking about it and talking about it a little bit before that game, even just kind of with some friends, saying that, you know, prior to this game, every home team had won on Thursday. So it's not easy to play on a Thursday night on the road, even if you are only going from Philadelphia to New York. It's not easy to have that short week and have to quickly travel. So the way the Eagles played that Thursday night, given those circumstances – you still have to be highly impressed with it. Now they have the extra days off. They're at home. You know, they're going up against what's kind of a vulnerable Panthers team, I think, coming off their performance last week. So I'm with you. I, th- I think the Eagles have the edge here being at home. I think they're just uh, slightly better right now. They're in a slightly better position. Uh, so I would say this is probably about a maybe – 28-21 type game, something like that. I, I think it's going to be fairly close, but I, I think in the end, the Eagles pull this out. Yeah, I could see it being a battle just like last year. I'm, I'm expecting it. For, for sure. And, you know, this could have, just like last year, this could have playoff ramifications. You know, Panthers are 3-2 and two right now, the first wild card. Eagles 3-3 three and three right there in the playoff hunt as always. So this is going to be an intense battle, I think. 1 o'clock Sunday on Fox. Gio, my man, this was a lot of fun. Uh, Love chatting football with the other Locked On hosts, so it was real great to be able to come on and chat with you, my friend. Um, For the Panthers fans that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you give them uh, kind of a shout-out or kind of an idea where they can find you and some of the stuff you're working on. Yeah, so me and my co-host, Lou DBI, you can get us on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. We are Locked On Eagles on Facebook. On Twitter, we are Locked On Birds. You can find myself at Gino, that's G-I-N-O, underscore L-O-E for Locked On Eagles. And for my co-host, it's DBI, L-O-E. And yeah, you can catch us on Twitter. You can go on the Locked On Podcast Network by both Locked On Eagles work work is and check us out we provide some good insight i do a little gambling show on at the end of the week so 
that's not just for Eagles fans, it's for anybody who wants to come check me out. Get horrible picks, so just whatever I pick, just fade against me. So if you guys want to come make some money, it's probably a wise move. But yeah, we're locked on Eagles as always. Locked on Eagles Network, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts. We are there. So thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. I'm looking forward to this game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Eagles fans, um, find me, of course, on Twitter, at Phil underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Uh, all my work at Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire. And, by the way, college basketball season's coming up as well, so I'll throw that bit of a shout-out, too. You know, I'll start doing some some work over, over there as well and kind of my own blog, so I'll give more details as we get closer to that. But, yeah, again, uh, great chat with Gino, and like you said, this is going to be a fun battle. So really really do appreciate it, my man. Uh, like I said, thanks so much for stopping by with me. Yeah, man, appreciate it. And I have to leave my LOE listeners with my favorite sign-off. So maybe why. All right. And, and for me for, and for Gino – Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. We'll see you next time on LOP and LOE. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.